Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Ten minutes after eight on this Monday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. Eric Bilstead, Vince Petrano here with you until nine o'clock. We're going to kind of make it up as we go here because we have some new information in on the mass shooting in Southern California from over the weekend. And it's, I don't want to dwell on all of that because I know you're waking up to the news and that's hard. And you've told us many times, like, you just don't want to get hit over the head with crime stories every morning. But we're going to take the angle here of this citizen hero who stepped up to thwart perhaps a worse attack from happening. It's actually been a theme on this show, Eric. We've talked many times about, like, what would you do when... Something like this happens. We often like to salute the heroes who do things that I can't even fathom, that you can't even imagine doing, right? And here we've had another one of these times. No way to know, right? Until you're in that situation, what would I do? And I hope none of us have to answer that question. But on a much more benign level, I suppose all of us have had some sort of situation where something has happened and you look around. I always say this, you know, you look around and say somebody should do something and then you realize uh-oh, I have to be somebody. That's me. For, for my situation like that, one time I was on the driving range, at, you know, just at a, one of the local golf courses, and an older gentleman collapsed and fell down. And he was apparently in cardiac arrest. But at the time, so I look around, I'm like, somebody's got to help this guy. And it's me and one other guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, that's us. Let's go. And then you go into action. And we divided up our things, and that's not the purpose of our story. But that was just a moment of you look around, And it's you. It's on you to do something. Well, police say Brandon Say saved lives over the weekend. You've no doubtedly heard the story about the shooting in Monterey Park, California. Ten people dead, ten others were injured. Well, here's what happened. More than 15 minutes after that deadly mass shooting at that Lunar New Year celebration at the Star Dance Hall, the alleged gunman, according to police, walked into another dance studio appearing to want to cause more mayhem, want to cause more harm. And he was immediately spotted by Brandon Say, who is the owner of this ballroom. And Say says at first he thought he was being robbed, but then he realized there's still the patrons there. There's people around that something else was happening. He was trying to hit me. He hit me across the face. He was bashing the back of my head. Uh, I was trying to use my elbow to create distance between him and the weapon. So Say started scuffling with him, and there's a video of this, because it happened in like the, the little foyer area, and he was on Good Morning America. He's been uh, chatting with CNN as well about what happened. So he started scuffling with this guy. This guy's got a gun. Long gun, right? Mm-hmm. And they started fighting for it, and he didn't know what was going to happen. I honestly thought he was going to go for the weapon. I thought I was going to have to shoot him. Yeah, he thought he was going to have to shoot him because he was able to get his hands on the gun. He was able to point it at him and actually tell him. I pointed the gun at him, and then I shouted, get the hell out. I'll shoot. Go away. Go. Get out. So here's the crazy part. It's at that moment. He's pointing this gun at this guy. They've just been fighting. Your adrenaline is ramped up. That's when he realized... I may have to use this thing. I had the thought that I would need to kill someone today. I would need to kill a human. So the guy actually did just get up and leave 
and walked out of there. And then he ultimately took his own life inside his van, says police. And uh, meanwhile, say, holding the gun. I quickly called police and still had the gun in my hand. Called 911 while he still got the gun in his hand. And there was people there. The suspect, they believe, was there to shoot more victims. And here, this owner of this dance hall stopped it from happening. Wow. So much about that story. Crazy, right? Unarmed guy takes on guy with long gun right there who already Mm. was capable of mass murder. Now, he couldn't have known that at the time, but obviously he sensed this is not right. Like something's going down Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Took him on. And they often talk about that. Like you have to be prepared to actually use the weapon. Concealed carrier. They talk about that a lot. Hey, if you're going to engage. Yes. Are you willing to go that extra moment? You know, are you willing to pull the trigger? That's a that that's a different echelon for a lot of people. I do think about that for for those among you who have concealed carry licenses. And, you know, I'm not one of them. Um, My grandfather was into target shooting of all kind and things like that. And he shot trap and just wasn't something that I did. And so I don't have a gun. I'm probably not going to have a gun. It's not something for me. But if it's for you, fine, you know, but just I, I wonder that about concealed carry people who maybe don't have any experience with firearms. They do it for personal safety or whatever. Right. If you one thing that instructors do go through with you is right, like just so you know, you have a deadly weapon on your hip or wherever else you're storing that. Mm-hmm. And are you prepared in that moment? And then how do you know that's the moment when deadly force is called for? Not every just because you're, you know. Just because you're attacked in some way or whatever, you could still it could still be shown that uh, you weren't justified in using deadly force. You know, so you have doubt racing through yeah, your right. mind. Yeah, right. Just I, I put myself in those people's shoes who've gone through that training and who have made that decision that you know you could find yourself in a situation that where you know like who knows, and what would you do? But this guy wasn't even armed. Goes up unarmed against a guy with a long mm-hmm, gun. Mm-hmm. And takes it on. And then now, th- think about that. Five minutes before that, it's he's celebrating the new year, the, what was it, the Lunar New Year yeah, or whatever, yeah. having a party at his dance studio, whatever. Next minute, he's got a long gun in his hands and thinking, I might have to kill yeah, this guy. Yes, yes, and calling 911. And then that suspect just being like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. I'll go get back in my van and drive off. Yeah, a little more known about him other than his, uh, his former wife, right? An ex-wife had ties to one of those dance studios. Yeah, I see. still and, trying to figure out exactly the motive behind that. Yeah, he certainly doesn't fit the pro- profile of the American mass shooter, right? Uh, young white male who, you know, was bullied or whatever mm-hmm. is generally the profile, although there's, again, many deviations from that. But this is, uh, appears to be an entirely, entirely different type of story. 72-year-old suspect. And he ran into Brandon Say, who investigators call Say say today is a hero. How about that? I don't know, man. Wish I could do it. I I wish I could believe I'd do the same thing. You don't know? I just, I don't know. I want to say that I would. I believe that I would. I just don't know. I wonder if I look, but see, that's the thing. Like, if you start looking around for, can I get help? Like, you know, can a number of us go and rush this guy or what do we, but he could be shooting already. Mm -hmm. So then I don't know, maybe if, right. And if not you, then who? If not now, when, right? That old saying. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I guess maybe because it, maybe because it was his place too. Like he felt like I, I got to step up and confront this. This is yeah. my place. These are people here patronizing my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that played a role. 
Oh, extraordinary heroism. Uh, and again, continuing to get more information about how all that went out for folks wondering about a motive. We don't have one solid from police at this point, but that is what's happening right now on that story out of Southern California. 818 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I had the thought that I would need to kill someone today. I would need to kill a human. 821 on Wisconsin's Morning News talking about the situation in Southern California where you had citizen heroes step up and disarm the gunman who had already shot up another location, might have been coming to another to cause more human carnage. And the owner of that place stepped up and disarmed a guy with a long gun and saved who knows how many lives. I honestly thought he was going to go for the weapon. I thought I was going to have to shoot him. That's when he turned around and walked out the door and jogged back to his van. So he ended up obviously not firing on him. But somebody posed a really interesting question on the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old, 855-616-1620. Is that moral? Unwillingness to take a life when it causes the death of others. What's the flip side of not pulling the trigger if he continued his rampage? Now, we know that he didn't. We know the suspect in the mass shooting, 73, is that 72. 72 years old, took off, was later confronted by police, and police claim he took his own life. Yes. But to the texter's point, okay, here's this guy, he's disarmed him, and you have this gunman with a long gun who was going to do who knows what, and he had an opportunity to... Sorry for lack of use of a better term. Take him out. What if he had gone back to his car and he's got more guns in there and he just went somewhere else and killed a bunch of people? Hmm. Boy, it's, that's an a inter- lot. it's an interesting question. That's a lot to put on a an innocent bystander who also in that moment could not have known about the other location, right? Maybe this is a guy who just came in to rob you and you disarmed him and he left, like. And then that's that. Mm-hmm. Could not have known that this is a person who just shot up 20 people, 10 of them dead. And either way, still, you're, I think you're right. It's a lot to put on just a regular old person to say, no, should have taken that guy out. Oof. Wow. Tough I mean, question. I wanted to have fun this morning. I wanted to goof around. <laughs> no, but it, you know what? It, it goes, it, you know what it reminds me of in a way, different but similar kind of, I guess, is United 93. Because that whole idea, like you had to fathom at some point when you're on 93, you had to fathom, okay, we have to do something or we're going down. So we have to decide to try to stop something or ultimately, I mean, either way, they ended up losing their lives, but they had to do something to try to stop that plane. Like, and you have to get that in your brain because I'm sure there were some on that plane who didn't want to do that. Like, hey, let's just... Let's just let them do what they need to do. Let's not bother them. Let's get them the you know hostage for money or whatever that situation. They want was. something yeah, that yeah, has nothing know, to do with us. Yes, and yes. this and will even work itself out. Even though you're starting out, to hear right. about you know the twin towers and whatever, like you know, just I'm sure there was some doubting, like, oh, do we really want to stir this hornet's nest? In this case, a little bit different, obviously. But boy, if you knew you're fighting this guy and you knew what he had done, yeah. Is it? Are you obligated to take him down? Eesh, that's a that's a strong question. I don't know if you can answer that. You raised a point that would give me doubt in intervening in these situations, and that is always a question that I have is like, do I really know best here? And, you know, like, if you're on Flight 93, do you, 
do you sort of assume, I don't know, the military's got this. Like, they've scrambled yeah, jets, right. yeah, somebody's, yes, exactly. and I'm going to get in the way mm-hmm. of maybe someone, some authority who has a better a better chance of helping this end correctly. I guess in a split second, you just have to react. But that's, I, I know that would be in my brain of like, do I really know best here? Or is there some sort of other force that's going to come to come to play? And all I'm going to do is be in the way. 855-616-1620. If you want to react to that last text that we read on the old national bank talk and text line from the 920, I have a concealed carry and I've gone through the training unless there is an immediate threat. In other words, when he took the gun away, meaning if a guy who had the gun pulled another gun, then he would have right. had the right to shoot him. But if he does not, you cannot take justice into your own hands. Um, here's one from Marsha. This guy truly is a hero, but in retrospect, I believe I would have said, get down instead of get out. Ah, interesting. And held them there until police came. Thank you. That's Marsha from Brandon. Right. We do a holler out. Somebody, somebody 911 and you just hold them there. Yeah, I don't know. Again, no one's easy for us to sit here in our comfy chairs this morning. (laughs) 825 Armchair in Wisconsin. Right, yeah, and say, so I'm, I'm not really second-guessing him, just working through the exercise yes, here yes. about how, how could it have ended differently. And, God, and like we've said a million times, I, I, hope, I hope and pray that if confronted with a similar situation, can act just as well as this guy did. In this case, this guy did everything right, given the fact that the suspect is, was later taking his own life. This guy didn't prevented others from getting hurt. Here's an interesting text on the old National Bank talking text line. A hero and a coward are the same in that they're both afraid. The difference is in action. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, this much we know uh, that gunmen did not go on to take additional lives. And this guy who stepped up on just who moments before that could not possibly have conceived the life or death situation he'd have found himself in stepped up and managed to be a hero. It was a New Year celebration, right? And then this happened. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight thirty on Wisconsin's Morning News, Monday morning here. That's an interesting text. Talked about this guy who stepped up and disarmed the man who had earlier committed a mass killing. And we're talking about, you know, what what do you do in that situation? Was he, you know, obviously he was heroic for disarming the guy. Some folks suggesting, you know, maybe, because you don't know what he might have been capable of next. Was he going to go back to his car and get more weapons? Could he have gone someplace else and killed others? Did this particular person in that situation have a moral obligation to step up and, and maybe kill the guy? And do more, right, yeah. other than disarm him and let him run off. Both answers see, Both answers see right. Life is not the SAT. You aren't required to find the best answer. Instead, mm-hmm. recognize that someone did the right thing. Good place to leave that. Yep. Eight thirty-six on this Monday morning, man, and I have a stacked weekend. I was pretty yeah. important on Saturday, though. What were you doing? So you know, we made fun of Lanyard Guy a few weeks ago. Every, see, that's just how I talk. Like, everybody's a guy. This guy's a guy. That guy's a guy. You got waiter guy or and who else have we had? Parade we, organizer parade guy. Parade organizer guy, barrel guy, office guy. This guy was a guy to me. So we were making fun of lanyard guy one time. 
He was the guy uh, who is at the end of the tunnel for the teams when they come out on the field, okay, primarily football or whatever, whose job it is, and he's lanyard guy because he had a giant credential around his neck with a big lanyard, you know, showing everybody he was mm-hmm. pretty oh, yeah. important. Yeah, big deal. He could also be also known as headset guy. He's got a headset on, right? So he's somebody who's important. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy like trying to tell all these teams, like, hey, hang on, you can't go out yet until it's your turn to go out because the smoke machine guy's about to light up or confetti cannon or whatever. So they have full control. Yes. Lanyard guy has full control for about three minutes. Telling people where to go and where not to go and doing it. I became like de facto lanyard guy. I was clipboard and walkie talkie guy. For what? This way, ladies. Okay. I'm directing traffic out there with clipboard in my hand, pencil in my ear, walkie talkie on the hip. I was clipboard guy. For what is this? What's going on? My sophomore and high school daughter is on the cheer team okay. in Greendale. And we spend pretty much every Saturday in a different high school gym for about two months as they go through their competitions. And some, some of the competitions are larger than others, depending on how many teams are invited. But many of the schools in our area do their turn hosting an event. It's a good fundraiser for us. I bet. You know, there are entries, and then we do concessions and all that stuff. So it raises money for the cheer program. And then also you want to put on a good event for all these other teams. And typically the host team doesn't compete either. So folks have asked, because we talked about this earlier, well, did, did you win? Did you t-? Our team didn't compete because the girls are mostly in charge of helping us put on this Run event. The thing? Okay. And also it's, I guess, untoward. You don't want the host school winning. Just, yeah, just get rid of all of that. we got enough else to do. All right, so you were clipboard guy. So I'm cheer dad. And as cheer dad, all cheer parents are uh, on hand for this event. Like, it's a big, because it's a huge, we had 120 separate entries. Now, it didn't mean we had 120 teams. We were probably somewhere in the neighborhood to 80 to 100 okay, different still, teams. Okay, still, that's a lot. Right? How many people are we talking about? It was more than 4,000 people Oof. came through Greendale High School this weekend wow, okay. from spectators to participants. And so we're in charge of putting this whole thing on. The first team, I think their first check-in was 7.30 in the morning on Saturday. And the last team on the mat was on the mat at 6.30 p.m. Oof. <laughs> Nonstop. Now, Mrs. Vitrano, she was at the front end of the queue, as we call it. And then I'm at the back end of the queue. And so each team has, like, a different time where they check in. And then they go. It's, it's really well coordinated. And, you know, like, lately I'm fascinated with how things work. I don't know why. It's kind of a nerdy thing. But, like, so peek behind the curtain on how, like, a huge event like this works. So they check in at this time. And then there's a warm-up area here. You're on this mat to stretch out and do whatever for this time. You're on the next mat to do some run-throughs another time. Another warm-up mat, you move over here. So, so you get moved from place to place. There's exactly. probably volunteers like you at all these sites. Other clipboard guys like okay. me right. are With at different... walkie-talkie also. And some of them are women, but everybody's sure. clipboard yep. guy. Yep. So other clipboard guys at different spots and whatnot, and we all got walkie-talkies. And where's the... Is Beloit down there? You know, uh, yeah, they're here. Did these guys check it? <laughs> Roger, Roger. So I'm walking around with my little clipboard, and I'm the last guy. So I don't want to say I'm most important, but it's pretty important. So Because <laughs> you, you have to make this thing run on time. I showed you my clipboard. 120 things got to go out from this time to this time, and everybody's, you know, it's broken down minute by minute. And at some point, we only had four minutes total for the time that the team gets on the mat, does their sets up their stuff, does their performance, gets off the mat, and the next team's so on. So you're it. not letting them on the floor. You're the so one that I'm gets holding, to decide. Uh, literally arms in the air, like hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hold, hold up, hold, hold, hold. Here's you want to hear a little insight? Yes, I do. 
Okay, so when they get to me now, this is the last step before this cheer team, the various cheer teams go out on the mat, and I'm holding them up. But I also, there are important things to discuss here. Okay, good morning, ladies. Sheboygan North, JV game day, yes? All right, awesome. You can check that so off on the clipboard now. you're probably to want to huddle right at the back of the mat because you got all your flags and stuff. So as soon as they're clear off the mat, let's get you out, okay? And where's Coach with music? You're important. Here. Okay, we're going to want her in the front. How you doing, Coach? DJ stand right over here, so as soon as they're off the mat, we'll get you over there and queued up. And then I'll have them huddle at the back of the mat with all your stuff. Is that Look at you with control. Okay, see you yeah. in a minute. See, because that that means something. Yes. If you were like, uh, uh, I'm blah, not blah, sure, blah. Yeah, then that would that would not give them confidence in their routine. No, they so need well to focus done. on yes. their thing. Right. Boom. So you hear well a couple done. of things happen in there. I need a coach. I learned pretty quick. I need coach with music because yeah. they all have their music for some of these routines. It's usually on their phone or something like that. So they have to plug into the DJ booth their particular music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we can't start the routine until that's all queued up. So I need whoever's got music. I need them front and center yep. so I can send them right over to DJ booth. And then in many of the routines, the team has, we call them props. So... You need flags. To, do you need to? Yeah, they got flags and signs and stuff like. Okay. Do you need to set props before you go out. Yes. Okay. Cool. Here's how we're going to do that. When I open the door, you can go set your props. Then I need you to come back and huddle at the back of the mat because then they get announced. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be out on the mat before you get announced. So you got to come back, do their little huddle, and they all do a little cheer together on three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 three. Okay. Go. All right. So how did it go? I mean, were you? Was it nice and quick? And did you get people in and on every three and four minutes? We were my first session. We had three separate sessions. First session, we were running ahead. I was crushing it. And how it works is too. Then we have two judging, two groups of judges. So one group is tabulating the results. Next group is looking at the next one. We're just moving them on through. Green card lady, she's at the judges table. She oversees all that. When we're good to go, like next judges are set. Green card goes up. DJ sees green card. DJ acknowledges green card, makes eye contact with me. Now, DJ guy has contacted clipboard guy. We're good. And then he plays the song, out go the the cheer people, and Mm -hmm. it's all happening. Very nice. So we only ran off schedule, and we ran considerably off schedule second session. We did have an unfortunate puking incident. You? (laughs) You asked me this. No. I swear I didn't puke. (laughs) Oh, but Too much to handle. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Waukesha South is a. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you were nervous. It's a lot going on there, a lot of adrenaline. No, one of the. Um, and so I've been around this now. Like I said, I have a sophomore. I've been around this for a little bit. There are some athletes who just. They're not sick. They're just like, it's, it's psychological. Like they get through their routine and just. <laughs> That's just kind of what happens. I believe it. Well, that happens not only in this, too, that happens in any sure. sport. So somebody lost it on the mat, and then they had you know they had the sawdust out. Ah, yeah. That, but so we had to replace a mat. So who's sawdust guy? Is there any sympathy? You know, a little bit, but also like totally okay, normal though, right? People felt like, bad, right, for the for the girl who puked, but also yeah. there was sort of this sort of normalcy among. I mean, these they're well, athletes, no, I meant and they're sympathy. like, yep, sympathy that happens. Puking is what I meant. <laughs> oh, you know, like stand by me. Yeah, <laughs> one guy Boom, goes, Bob. the entire stands start to go. Well. I fortunately was on the other side. I'll give it that. But it got cleaned up pretty quickly to replace the mat. And then, uh, but then all. Back to work. Okay. Yeah. But then, so our cheer coach, 
who runs an amazing event, has been added. Like she's like a legend in the mm-hmm, cheer industry, mm-hmm. right? And is really sensitive about how this event runs. And you do not want to be behind on time. I've been that parent in the stands when they're like a half hour hey, off. Come on. Oh God, what? Where are we? So after the puking, she's like up in my business. Like, hey, we got. Hey, <laughs> let's move it, Vitrano. My fault. Shave some time here. So we did. We made up some time and we finished. We started session three on time and ended early. I'm just what do you glad, think of that? I'm glad you weren't the one who lost it. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's interesting though, seeing in there, like some of the, some of the girls are, you know, it's mostly girls. There are some co-ed teams, but some of the girls are like totally chill, cool. Like they're just, they're fun, light. Others are like super psyched out. All in, yeah. Yeah. And some are just entirely focused. They all deal with it differently. Kind of interesting. Hmm. But the, the event went off well. So clipboard Great. guy ultimately, I think will be asked back. <laughs> To that important, well, well done. To that important role. Way to have control. On the old National Bank talk and text line, Vinny, that sounds absolutely awful, a football dad. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. Yes. I'm willing to bet, though, if football dad had a kid in the, in the cheer stuff, he'd be there, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, football dad said concessions, he's working the grill, yeah. oh, or he's yeah. doing whatever. We all do our turn mm-hmm. when your kid's in stuff. I like this Here's an interesting question from Jeff and Fox Point. Who would make the best clipboard guy? Tony Evers, Jeff Wagner, David Gruber, Bob Donovan, or Skeletor. I could write a book about what you don't know. <laughs> I don't think he'd make a good clipboard guy. <laughs> Skeletor. It's a weird combination of people, although I could hear Donovan. I'm going to need all of you to back up. <laughs> Who's got the music? If there's no music, you can't take the floor. <laughs> Evers, I fixed the damn roads. Yeah, I was going to say. He'd you have that one, right? Fix the damn roads. <laughs> well, if it's for cheer events, we're gonna polka tonight. That's what he would say. <laughs> Who else is on my list? G- Gruber. <laughs> one fall, that's all. As a judge, that's yes, what he would say. Judge. You get out. one fall out. <laughs> okay, if I can have you ladies take the floor. Oh, now you're doing Wagner. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and whoever's next, I bet Jeff would be very pleasant. The mother blanking F blank 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 <laughs> word. Or authoritative if need be. Uh, let me see. Uh, that was didn't, did not apply. My bad. 851 on Wisconsin's morning news. I wanted to revisit something that Tausch was talking about this morning uh, just before, well, about an hour ago. He was telling the tale of being on a roadie, and he did the math, and most, most cars now have a how much till empty. Right on the gas. They show the number of miles and it counts down slowly, which makes that quickly. which makes the game we play with the gas gauge not quite as sexy. If you've got a computer readout of you know how far you got to go, I don't like the computer how, readout. It actually ruins it. Right, because the game is try to find out where where mm-hmm. you are on that on that gas gauge, just like Kramer did in that one. I'm trying to find Tausch's tweet here. Here it is. <laughs> Ninety three miles until home. Gas gauge says 108 miles until empty. Do you stop for gas or plow ahead? It's a good plow question. Plow ahead, maybe. He did. 
But I think there are variables. Like he said, he had the family in the car. Like kids are in the car, wife is in the car. Like that changes things. It was definitely, I would stare at it the whole time. I'd be busy watching that like a hawk the whole (laughs) ride. But like, why do we do it? And I do it too. I push, but it's kind of like, I got to fill this up at some point. Might as well be right now. (laughs) The funny thing is. And not worry about it. Is that Tausch also admitted that he's run out of gas twice. (laughs) I Honestly, he's the first person I know who actually ever ran out of gas. So and and one time with his wife in the car. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you get away with that again then. If she's in the car again and he's like, ah, "I think we're going to push." Like, oh, "No, yeah. you stop." It's going to be like the last time you jackass <laughs> left me on the side of the road when you ran out of gas. There's a gas station right there. There's a quick trip. Pull the car over. You can even run in and grab something if you want. Just get it done. Or you could even I get if you're and right, dad on road trip is that's a different kind of character, right? You want to get in Tausch's like, we got to be moving forward. Yeah, got to be money moving. advancing yep, 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 toward yep. home. Yes. But that could even be a, no, nobody's getting out. I'm sorry, we're, we're pulling in. Nobody gets out. Just hold tight. Interesting. If you yeah. have to. I'm opposite. I'm, nope. Even if you don't have to go, you're getting out and going. Because we're not doing this yes. again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have to go. I don't care. You're going to go try. And then, you know, inevitably something comes out. Well, but so the problem with that too is like this is going to be a quick one. This is going to be a quick one. Is like even I, as road trip dad who wants to get home, once we go inside the truck, we have, once we're in Pinecone Travel Plaza, to, I'm getting you lost. You have to go in there though. See, I'm wandering around. <laughs> that's your own. Looking fault. at CBs. Why am I over here? How did this happen? Looking pictures through, with soaps and things that they sell. Looking through the DVD Look at these pile. Brownies. These are big. <laughs> yeah. They got like all sorts of crap DVD for sale. In it. Right. Like, hey. They got spies like us for three cents. How about that? Right. Like, no, let's go. What are we doing? Somebody's lost and they're like, can I get this? Can I get that? I don't know. But mm. I'm. Tausch, I can't believe he ran out of gas twice and like still. But see, he, he gets some juice from it. Yeah, you're right. It, it does it's give him something. Given, making him energized. Yep, yep, yep. He's all proud of it. Here's one. Yeah, Yeah, you you got one? Doing it now. 13 miles to empty, 16 miles to court. To court? (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) This is a traffic court? (laughs) Although, see, I don't know if I buy the mileage, though, because oftentimes, like, I'll drive out of my neighborhood and it says three miles are gone. I'm like, well, wait a minute. And then I've also driven that thing to zero and still been driving the car. You took it down to zero? Well, like the little mileage thing, I don't think it's legit. I don't know. I don't see the value in that. I mean, I've pushed it when I had to. Scariest I've been was we visited Mount St. Helens, and we, there was literally no place to stop. We had to get out there soon because the park was going to close. So it was like, well, I think we got like, I don't know how much of a tank. Then you're waiting to get in. But we're, the good news is it was downhill on the way back. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm coasting big Putting time. neutral. Just leave it. <laughs> just kind of. You just had some ice cream. <laughs> now you're getting out of there. Big time coast. Just in case. 856 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ. A good karma brand station. From the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, Scott in Greendale, Sunday evening, gone for a hockey tournament all weekend. I'm tired. I have to leave for a business trip Monday morning. 73 miles remaining, 68 miles to go. So his car said 73 miles Oh, you got to let that ride. 
Do I do it or not? I did it. Wife so upset. Kids sleeping. We pass a gas station two miles from home. I still went home. Made it. Next morning, forgot as I dropped the kids off in school line before heading to the airport. Made it to the gas station on fumes. Yes, I would do it again. Yeah! <laughs> Victory. Joe Zapecki's oh in for Steve today. You're a gas it up early guy, aren't you? Oh, I'm yeah. Not pushing that. Yeah, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to those <laughs> things. A lot, I got stress in my life. The last thing I need to be is stranded on the side of the road. Right? There is that. Well, and like I say, pay me now or pay me to be at the gas station at some point. So why stress about it? Unless you're, unless you're enjoying it. And I think a few people are. That's a weird definition like A little of bit fun. of juice. Sure. <laughs> a little action. What do you got today? Uh, we got a great show. A little trip around Wisconsin with some local officials. Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley, Racine Mayor Corey Mason, Wausau Mayor Katie Rosenberg. Going to be great. Stay with us, I hope. Joe Zapecki is in for Steve. That's next on WTMJ.